Uh, hey guys, welcome back to the uh, new season of Football Update with uh, Andy and Robin. This is Andy. And this is Robin. Uh, it's been a while, guys. Uh, we've been doing some stuff, uh, coming up with some good plans. Uh, I think we're both very excited, as well as all of you, for training camp starting next week. Uh, we got some big headlines in the news this week, uh, some of the ESPN rumblings, uh, more Dan Snyder stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and Hard Knocks being officially the Jets being officially picked, and then, uh, of course, you know, we're not going to get into every team today, but, you know, obviously we love the Bills the most, so we might want to mention a little bit of news and maybe do our way-too-early uh, roster predictions. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, I think what we should start off first with, Robin, is, uh, you know, the ESPN, was going on mm-hmm. right now, the firings, and in my opinion, just Pat McAfee getting a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. Um I do want to say out of the way, like, it is terrible when people lose a job, you know, and, and like, it does look Mm. like, to a degree, like, the amount of firings and how much money they're saving, and it seems like it's equaling out to Pat McAfee, Mm. and even if that's the case, it's a a sad, necessary thing of the beast of, you know, of, like, a business entertainment, like, this had to happen, Uh, you know, there's a lot of great videos out. Uh, yeah. Five Point Videos did something uh, Tom Grassi did at one point, and he ran Perna. And, and again, it, it really is sad to see people get fired, as I mentioned earlier, but this unfortunately has had to happen. You know, ESPN tried a lot of different, like, threw a lot of things at the wall in the past, in my opinion, like 10 or 15 years to see if things would stick. And, you know, and then, of course, you have the, the up YouTube getting bigger and bigger and different so, other social media platforms. People will go see that entertainment. You know, and the reason I think they are choosing Pat, a lot of fans who aren't fans of the Pat McAfee show are wondering this is just a waste of money. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith, in one of his videos, uh, I think it was his YouTube channel, his yeah. podcast, camera, which yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's like they're not hiring an employee. They're, they're hiring an asset. Like, mm-hmm. they are in dire straits right now. Like, they have this is like one of the last Hail Mary things, you know. To, you know, that's this that's the nature of the times. You know, you just you just have to adapt to things. You know, they were so used to subscription, uh, mm-hmm. uh, not subscription, uh, but how the cable package yeah. work. That's how they made all that money, all the different mm-hmm. channels and stuff like that. Unfortunately, they just didn't pay attention to mm-hmm. the times, and they're about to go extinct. So they, they they're they're going with Pat uh, Pat McAfee. And I was worried at first, Robin, that they might mm-hmm. try to change it a bit, but from what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. They're letting Pat do all the work, and, and people who are listening aren't a fan of Pat. You just got to see what this guy has done yeah. in the past five to seven years. He was just a punter, always an entertaining guy. If I remember, he started off in Barstool Sports. In yep. two or three years, he's been like firing off on all cylinders, mm-hmm. slowly building his empire. He, I'm a wrestling fan, pro wrestling fan slash sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. He wants a WWE and killed it. You know, he was the new SmackDown mm-hmm. co-anchor. Uh, Michael Cole, the, fa- the voice of WWE, says that this guy saved his career. Is how entertaining and great he is. And, mm-hmm. and this is how incredible a talent he is. The WWE still has a relationship with him. Yeah. They understand mm-hmm. how, how much of an asset he is. And they're allowing him to create stuff like that. And just, he's literally passing... I think he gets he was getting paid what like 16 17 million a year from FanDuel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just I, I think this is the one thing that might save ESPN. And again, I mm-hmm. like a few names I know Steve Young got fired yeah. uh, Matt Hasselback. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling bad cuz I'm forgetting her name right now. She's a great ESPN 
Oh, Susie Colbert. Oh my gosh, she's been there forever. Oh my gosh. Forever. Yeah. And again, I know I'm saying it, but it's me and Robin are kind Mm. of in the film industry. It's a sad nature nature of the beast, as they say. It's a necessary evil. But Mm. if ESPN is to save their company, they they have to do this. And I, I, Mm. people need to understand that this might be the one thing that will do it. Like. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Rob? Well, it is funny that you mentioned uh, movie business because I'm not sure if anyone uh, listening here or if you do, Andy, listen to the John Campia show here and there. I do, and it's about, um, you know, movies and talking about, you know, how they are, but also the business of movies, you know, any sort of casting news, anything like that. And one of the topics, you know, that has talked about is um, recently is, you know, I think they had like a mail-in topic, which was, is Disney Plus worth it for Disney? And it's actually something that's lost in a lot of money. Now, stream services usually lose their company money, but Disney owns ESPN. They have control of Hulu, you know, all Disney mouse, properties. Right. Yeah, the Big Mouse, right? And it's one of the, I think, one of the five conglomerates, you know, and that's, you know, getting into the weeds of media ownership and everything like that, but... It does kind of feel like the past few years they've kind of, as much as ESPN has acquired the broadcast rights to, you know, the college football playoff, you know, every sport that they can do, um, NBA Finals, all this and that, it does feel like Disney doesn't view it as great an asset as they used to. And uh, John Kepp even said today he would be like, you know, years ago there would be this rumor, oh, you know, maybe Disney will sell off ESPN. You'd brush it off and it's like mm, it's it's a possibility but you look at um you know just the people that lost there you know steve young uh again Susie colbert was there like you know she was like even in the old espn uh video games from like the early espn 2k5 you know oh, that's right. yeah yeah that was that. that's probably like that and 2k8 is like when football video games were actually great um just you know, I, at least in my opinion, I'm not sure how you guys feel about that, but, um, you know, uh, Max Kellerman got let go, uh, trying to think, and then, you know, who knows, Amina Kimes could go to the Dan Levitard show, and she's one of the smartest people on ESPN, um, you know, that's always kind of been float out there, I'm trying to think who else, Jeff Van Gundy getting fired was a big surprise, because he's just, you know, if you listen to any of the NBA playoffs or NBA games at all, he's, him, Mike Breen, Mark Jackson during the NBA Finals, it's just, it's just great comedy listening to the three of them, you know, have the dumbest debates in the mid- middle of, uh, what is it, um, you know, a big finals matchup, but it actually, like, works in the context of the game, and but he's also one of the biggest critics of officiating in the sport. So for him to get let go um, is kind of a big shock. But again, it's all about cost cutting and efficiency, all that. And you know, but you know, I do hate these big corps, especially during the you know rider strike, doing all this and not you know wanting to you know pay a certain amount of people. You know, but you know that again goes down an even further rabbit hole, but as it stands for just ESPN, you do remember the 90s and early 2000s where they had the, you know, sports center anchors, you could be a celeb, like Rich Eisen, Stuart Scott, um, Keith Olbermann before he was cringy, um, Dan Patrick, um, and now I think you can kind of be that, but 
anyone can be that because and not need an ESPN, which is both a good and a bad thing. But I, it, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, like I wouldn't blame McAfee for what happened because it's you know, he it's a simulcast thing, and I hope that he can keep the personality of the show together. But yeah, I'll let you finish with your thoughts. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's, it's a great mm. thing you mentioned, the uh, Rich Eisen part of it. It's like, for a lot of the people that get fired, I hope mm. they could realize, which a lot of people are doing, like Shannon Scarp, Skip Bayless, whether mm. you do your own YouTube channel or, yeah. um, mm. uh, for example, Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football, that's what his daily show is, but on the mm. weekends, he does, he does Fox Sports. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping a lot of people can realize, okay, instead of this being my one solitary income, mm. How would I do it? How would I, you know, join like Fox Sports or yeah. uh, mm-hmm. CBS or NBC, but not have it be their full time thing? And yeah, they can you know, start a YouTube channel, or maybe they can get together and do a group YouTube channel. Hopefully, mm-hmm. but but I think like Robin, mm-hmm. and I know we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but it's just it still just irks me a bit. Yeah, that people are just like making path the scapegoat. And, mm-hmm. and again, like you said, maybe the firings do kind of even out with his money. But again, mm-hmm. ESPN is a sad, like we said, it's just a sad nature of the beast. But they, they in order to save the company mm-hmm. and possibly turn it around, which I, I think they can with such a talent as Pat, mm-hmm. you know, they, had, they had to do it. And I, like you, I was kind of worried at first, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, God, you know, like, what is going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. with, uh, with Pat's show, but I, I think maybe he's such such a asset as as mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith said. Maybe the either maybe they'll like blurp out the swearing on ESPN, mm-hmm. or maybe leave it for YouTube, or maybe let him like do the PG thirteen rule, mm-hmm. like he can yeah. swear like once an hour or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah. I'll be honest, like this is the first time I've I've been excited mm-hmm. for ESPN because. Again, don't get me wrong. Everyone deserves a per, deserves personality, but it kind of felt like the past ten or fifteen years, like with the exception of a few, few things, mm. ESPN kind of forced it down your throat. Like, to an hey, extent, here's yeah. Another person, here's another personality. Here's like, yeah, personality is great, but I think they kind of, the exception of maybe a Van Pelt and a few other shows, they took yeah. away from sports themselves. You know, mm. and I just want to say, I personally, I, I'm not a huge fan of like hot take shows, but that's mm. just. That's just my personal preference. So, mm, you know, yeah, I'm sure a few people enjoy it. And, and don't get me wrong, there are a few times where this is the beauty of YouTube. If you don't want to watch the whole thing, you can mm. just watch some funny hot take moments. Yeah, on, mm. which is just yeah, they're just hilarious. Uh, but uh, moving on, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Robin's gonna take over this. So, uh, Robin, it looks like we finally found our candidate for hot knocks. Yes, it is. I mean, it was rumored for a while, but it is official that the New York Jets will be the team on Hard Knocks. Um, it won't be HBO. It'll be Max instead. Um, you know, so I think this is the first time since the Rex Ryan era that they will be on Hard Knocks. And that, that was, was, that was one, of, yeah. one of the best Hard Knocks I've ever seen. Yeah, that. yeah. We're going to eat a goddamn snack. I think that was one of the big... Let's go eat a goddamn snack. Yep, there it is. There it is. I was think I, I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. But, yeah, and they're going to be an interesting team because Aaron Rodgers is there now. Um, pressure on the coaching staff with 
you know, bringing a quarterback and how they went from seven to four to losing six straight at the end. Zach Wilson as the guy who was supposed to be the franchise now number two pick. How do you know that the cameras follow him? Does do the cameras change how people act, coaches and players? You know how secretive or how open is Aaron Rodgers about everything? Um, is there any like young player that they focus on? I mean, last year you had the Lions who. They were scrappy, they were, you know, intense, they were this and that, but they were still able to be entertained with guys like Malcolm Rodriguez, the linebacker who was able to get on the team, Craig Reynolds, the fullback slash running back who snuck his way onto the roster. You saw a little more personality out of Jared Goff. You saw how intense um, Amonra St. Brown was about, um, you know, how many receivers went ahead of him. So, um, you know, I think Detroit was great last year, and it was more uplifting to see a team like that. But you could argue there's more drama and maybe viewership on a New York team. What do you think? I I think it could go both ways. I I Mm -hmm. think, in a way, this could possibly be one of the better hard Mm knocks. Back to Detroit, like, it's just, I think that was a special, Mm -hmm. special thing. Like, just it was the perfect kind of team. Mm. And the head coach, again, like, the same how the Bills are, just want to quickly before we get into hard knocks, it's the yeah. same thing with the Bills, like, how they're such a good team. you, you got to build a great foundation. Yeah. You don't have to be the mm. exact carbon copy of the Bills, but you got to find a coach and a GM or, or a combo, maybe different coaches, and just have mm. the right mindset, you know, because you, you see a lot of teams kind of in the league doing that. But uh, mm. to the back to the Jets, like, you know, like, I mean, part of me did kind of wish that the Lions would get it again, but since they were already mm. were, were there last year, they declined, and and I respect that because mm. I, I, the other thing I'm happy about is a Bills fan. Mm. You know, I know they're obviously not going to show all their plays and stuff like that, but mm. like I'm, I'm sure, like you, you'll see the, the players that are just kind of rising from the crop. Mm. Yeah, you know, the, the cream rising, as they say, the cream of the crop, mm. and like I'm sure the Bills will, and not just the Bills, both. Uh, the uh, Dolphins and the Patriots and, and mm. part of my friends hell like, I'm sure the rest of the league like okay this is Aaron Rodgers we, we yeah. want to see as much as we can get um, to the Zach Wilson point I, I was going to mention this later on when we are talking about the different mm. divisions and stuff but this might be the best thing for Zach because even mm. before Rodgers came here if you remember when the Jets played the, the Packers last year he has a great respect and love mm. for Aaron Rodgers like that's one of the yeah. players he kind of grew up with and mm. I know he was saying in the off season, like da, 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 mm-hmm. da, about like you know he'll make hell. But, like yeah. mm-hmm. this, if this is a guy he idolizes, and, I mm. mean I think we can both agree Aaron at least will be here for one year at best two. Like I don't really see him playing two years, but personally, but mm. again you never know. But so this could be a great thing for Zach Wilson just to study behind a guy on the clipboard and mm-hmm. kind of get rid of all of his you know. You know what I mean? Like, I'll get rid of all the bad stuff from last year to see how to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the other thing I'm wondering is, like, how much of a filter or what kind of Aaron Rodgers are we yeah. getting? Because, like, I mean, part of me, I mean, there's things I don't like about him, but part of me, like, I would love to see this guy doing, a, like, on HBO, like, he's just having a stressful day, so on the <laughs> weekend after training camp, or I'm sorry, not many, I keep saying a training camp. Maybe he does an ayahuasca journey or something. Or something. <laughs> oh, just, goodness. It's just insane mm. stuff. 
And again, but that, that shows talent. You know, if you're mm. that good of a talent, in my opinion, you know, <clears throat> mm. you get you get certain privileges to speak your mind and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, the only thing, like, you feel bad because, again, the Jets, mm. along with, like, in a different way, the Jets have suffered as much as the Bills have mm. for, for a very long time. Like, yeah. yes, they have the Super Bowl with, with after Joe Namath guaranteed the Super Bowl, but after that, it's just like yeah. they won a few playoff games here and there, but they never really had a guy. Like mm-hmm. if people remember, the Jets were the only team that really had a bust in that that Hall of Fame uh, draft class from '83 of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Like I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember his name right now. The Pats guy wasn't phenomenal, but he at least went to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just so in, you know. I know the Bills lost four Super Bowls in a row, but you know I, I think they kind of even themselves out because at least we had some good times. But I mean, if I'm mistaken, Robin, hasn't it been since Namath that they really haven't had like a guy or like a team that they could really mm. for four or five years be proud of? Like you know, Rex Ryan. I, I don't know what happened with that team, but it felt like it was the beginning of something all the way back when they started doing their hard knocks. But. Uh, mm. You know, as a Bills fan, I'm I'm hating that the, that the other teams are getting good in our division, but you yeah. you kind of feel for them, you know, mm-hmm. just because after all the suffering the Bills had. Yeah. But I, I think it's gonna be an exciting watch at the end of the day. Uh, this is hard knocks coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be should be one of the more entertaining ones in years. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and uh, again, the, yeah, the only mm-hmm. I will say it will be entertaining. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I, just because I remember correctly, other than the Lions, there hasn't been a really phenomenal hard knocks in a while, if I remember yeah. correctly. The in-season so, ones have been interesting, the, oh, the Cardinals and Colts. Yeah. yeah. Not, just, not counting the in-season ones. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of a different kind of beast, but I'm still very happy they're doing that. Yeah. Colt, the Chargers and Rams was interesting to see how they handled pandemic, but I'm trying to think if there was any other one recently that I was like, oh, that was awesome. And again, that, like mm. you said, the Chargers slash Rams one was, a, like you said, an interesting one for the sake mm. of uh, the pandemic. But other than that, you just you haven't mm. felt like a, a like a very incredible kind of story like, yeah. you know, since the Lions one. But it's going to be uh, very exciting. And lastly, as we talked about, um, we're going to talk about our beloved Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, Robin's going to go over some of the big news going on right now, and mm-hmm. then, uh, we're going to quickly go do our way too soon fifty-three-man uh, roster predictions. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Robin? So, um, Stephon Diggs. Obviously, that was the drama with the one day um, at minicamp where he showed up for the physical and showed up for um, the meetings, and then the first day of camp, it was said he wasn't there. Um, and then we have Sean McDermott saying he's very concerned. Next day, he shows up, you know, does the great handshake with Josh. And, you know, I think the Bills at that point would have liked it to be just said and done with. But because Diggs hasn't spoken specifically about what happened, um, it's kind of been, you know, put to other players and asked. And the media's kind of ran away with it. You know, pro football talk has its good days and bad days and good things and bad things. And Mike Florio seems to... As a former Viking, or as a Viking fan, with Diggs being a former Viking, just kind of, you know, stretches out the drama to say, oh, they could trade him here, they could trade him. The Bills have him under contract for two years, 
or excuse me, basically all the money his contract the next two is fully guaranteed for them, whether he's on the roster or not. Um, so I don't see any trade happening, but you know, you have Josh Allen busting with the boys, basically saying that the media's portrayed a certain way and pushed it. And then Deion Dawkins on the, um, con coward show today, just also kind of reiterating that same point. Um, so it doesn't seem like it affects the players, but it is a continuing storyline that maybe if McDermott had phrased it differently and just been fully transparent from the beginning would just be gone. But, you know, hopefully it is something that when they show up to Fisher, they don't talk about. But did you have any particular thoughts on it? I, I will say that, mm-hmm. like you said, the key, and again, this is just a sad thing, mm-hmm. you know, Especially when you're that busy, like things will slip out that you don't mm. need to say. Or yeah. Maybe maybe Sean didn't word it the right way. I guess I should yeah. say. You know. And the, the one thing I did want to mention about this um, was apparently the rumor mm-hmm. was again. There's a few rumors about what the, the thing is about. The one I totally think is BS is when mm-hmm. Josh said something and everyone laughed at him. Like, mm-hmm. And again, it could be could have been a loss in translation thing, but there's yeah. no way that that team, the team, the Bills team, would do that to Stefan. You know? mm-hmm. and, and at the very least, Josh would not do that because, like, I, I really do think that what Josh said is like he's one of my best pals. I, I do mm-hmm. generally feel that. And yeah. The, the one thing I do want to quickly touch on quickly: people think there's only one kind of like hothead or like mm-hmm. someone that kind of frustrates is frustrated on the. Court, or I'm sorry, the court, mm-hmm. that, that's basketball mm-hmm. the field, is there are the divas, but then there's players, this is why I love Stefan, it's just, yeah. he's a competitor, you know, yeah. like he's frustrated, mm-hmm. he wanted to win the game, like, mm-hmm. my, one of my favorite moments of him as a Bill is when the, uh, when the Chiefs, uh, was the AFC Championship game, when mm-hmm. the Chiefs won, Stefan was standing out on the field, you know, mm-hmm. just, He's, in my opinion, he's just a guy that kind of wears his heart on the sleeve, on the sleeve so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, like many things, again, this is the time of year where there's like kind of between mini camp, or the start of mini camp, and after the draft, you know, all the free agencies kind of die down a bit. There's not a lot of news, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like like one of those things that they. And I think Josh is right; like they just super exaggerate about mm-hmm. it. Or just there's nothing else. to so it's kind of like, hey, what's going mm. on over here, so to speak? But uh, yeah. the one thing I did want to touch on was they were mentioning possibly that one of the things he's frustrated with is he took a pay cut, hope, thinking that this would lead to DeAndre Hopkins getting drafted. Or, I'm sorry, not drafted, signed. I'm sorry about mm. that. I slipped the tongue. But um, there is one thing I did want to say about that, um, the DeAndre Hopkins thing. Hmm. If it was like at fifteen million, like mm-hmm. like he's still wanting the, that o, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. money, and again, I think the only reason that happened was they were mm-hmm. the Ravens were kind of de- yeah. desperate to get Lamar to stay. Mm-hmm. Which again, smart move on them. But from what I've heard, and like they kind of mentioned on Rich Eisen, like the two teams that DeAndre's really looking at is is the Titans and the Patriots, and. And Rich, or someone on our show made a good point. Or, or, I'm sorry, not not Rich. Um, what's his name? I'm having a brain fire right, right now. Uh, his, one of his co-hosts is the diehard Patriots fan. I, I feel bad that I'm forgetting his name right now. But he kind of mentioned that Bill Belichick would not kind of throw like 15 or $16 million at that. It's like he's probably 
looking around eight or nine million. I'm just I'm looking at the salary cap for the Bills right now. They're mm-hmm. at five million. Yeah. If he if it's true that he's around eight or nine million in some of his incentives, like you could easily talk. And again, I, I'm not someone that like wants people to lose money from their year their salary every year, but like. You can get some of the top guys, you know, who really want him to come here, like Josh or, you know, Vaughn or some of the other guys. And maybe they just take like a, a million off here and there or restructure. If it, and the other thing is Brandon, I'm sure, can restructure a contract if it's only three or four million he's looking for. You know, mm-hmm. So I don't think it will cripple the bills. Yeah. But again, I'm just probably being a little too optimistic or wanting it to happen. But I mean, I'm not going to lie. This... When we talk about this team in a few minutes, like this team is already mm-hmm. stacked upon stacked. If we, yeah. If we get DeAndre Hopkins, like mm-hmm. holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I, uh, but before we get back to you, I just want the last thing I think is I do agree with you. This is extremely overblown. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think the Diggs thing, it was a restructure, and I think the team kind of did. I don't think it just kind of like pushes money into a bonus for this year and makes his cap number lower. I don't think it's a pay cut well, necessarily. That, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But, now, hypothetically, couldn't they do that with some other players just to get that last couple million in if they wanted to do DeAndre Hopkins? They could. It would just mean that you'd have to you'd make your cap trouble cap issue you'd push it to next year essentially so right yeah so you know there's always that i think bean has kind of always said that he doesn't really love doing that um unless it's certain situation the saints always got to do that and this year you know they basically they were able to replenish a little bit but they basically lost the entire d-line to free agency um as a result doing that and you know have to restructure year and year year in and year out um so but um but from what I'm remembering, like this is why I love Brandon Bean. Like mm. he, it's not as from what I remember, it's not as bad as you know. Mm. We, won't, we wouldn't be as bad as the Saints, you know. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, he's the one person that I jokingly call him the salary cap wizard, just because he's mm. he's very good with it. Yeah. He doesn't want us to end up like how the Rams were the past last year. The mm. Saints are kind of right now. Mm-hmm having the fallout but um switching gears to our uh our last topic we're just going to quickly go 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 over the different positions of the bills Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know about you rob but i think it's a safe bet that josh allen's gonna be uh, yes yep i would think so uh, i think they might do what they did last year they could probably Mm -hmm. remember who i don't know who will be either be kyle kyle yeah or matt parkley who gets the second string spot but obviously one of them will stay on as they always do as the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as the uh, practice squad quarterback yeah. in case something happens. And mm-hmm. I am happy for Josh. I will say yeah. he obviously is not at the level of Peyton Manning where he calls all the plays, but it's mm-hmm. nice to see that he can kind of partially dictate the quarterback room. Like, hey, yeah. these are the two guys. Mm-hmm. Not, they're not just my boys. They're very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love them to be my backups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that. Um, sticking with the offense, obviously we're going to go to our, before we go over the line, we'll obviously talk about the weapons we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, Robin, the wide receivers are Stephon Diggs, Deontay yep. Hardy, uh, Gabriel Davis, Trent mm-hmm. Sherfield, Desmond Patman, Khalil Shakir, Keeson Johnson, uh, Marcel Atem, mm-hmm. Isaiah Coulter, 
Uh, Justin Shorter, one yeah. of the draft picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne Wayne and uh, Tyrell, uh, sorry, Tyrell Shavers and Brian Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so looking at it, uh, I think uh, the obvious choices first are you know, Stefan's going to stay. Like yeah. I was about to say Deontay Hardy. Really looking forward to what he's going to do for this team. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Davis, Trent Sherfield. Uh, the one th- well, I was I was shocked at first that uh, mm-hmm. they had Khalil Shakir uh, paid lower than uh, Patman, but then I was like, oh yeah, he's he's still like in his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Shakir is going to stay on the feet on the team. Yeah. Uh, so that's five. So mm-hmm. I think. Do you think they'll stick with six receivers or seven? Because now, because they do have Dalton Kincaid at tight end now. So I think the ideal thing for basically any passing offense, but especially the Bills, um, has always been for me three great starters and then three quality backups. I think you could have that situation even with Shorter as a rookie, but there's a chance that. You know, if they can keep him on practice squad, either, you know, some way, they might just have the five guys that they have. Um, Sherfield has been kind of bounced around the league between Niners and Dolphins, but he's a guy that Josh Allen has singled out as a hard worker and someone that he has liked a lot. And, you know, even in a situation where Hill and Jalen Water were big weapons in Miami, he caught 30 passes and had like an 80 yard touchdown against the. Niners so I think there's something there with him and he's a great blocking receiver um, has played on special teams a bunch so he's a guy that's willing to do the dirty work but does have some ability to make something happen Shakir showed a few things here and there Um, did have kind of a weird bad drop in the playoffs but you look at both the big plays that he had a couple times in the playoffs and that Steelers game, you wonder, hmm, why wasn't he on the field more? And it's maybe he was a rookie and they couldn't trust him as of yet. Um, Hardy with that 4-3 speed, you hope with them signaling him out in free agency, letting go of McKenzie, that he does make a huge impact. Um, but that's, I think you're going five or six guys at that position. Especially now with, uh, mm-hmm. we're obviously going to talk about the tight, the tight ends mm-hmm. soon. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, next. I think that, like you, like we were saying, it might be mm-hmm. because of also because Kincaid is there. But, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see, one, two, three. Just counting on. Mm-hmm. So I think we're both agreeing that if they do go with six, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. I do think it will be. It might be shorter. Mm-hmm. They might get the spot. But then, yeah. Uh, but then again, I forget was was Isaiah Coulter a draft pick from last year? I'm trying to remember. No. No, no, you're, I'm thinking of someone else. Mm-hmm. That, that's right. I can't remember who I'm thinking of. There's, didn't we have someone on our team that was a wide receiver named Isaiah? Oh, Isaiah Hodgins, yeah. But Thank he you. got, that, yeah. That's who I got mixed up with. Yeah, he's yeah. on the Giants now, right? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something we're going to talk about in a few weeks, guys. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy for the Giants, but it kind of mm-hmm. feels like it's like how the Bills were originally the, the mm-hmm. graduate school for the Panthers. It kind of feels mm-hmm. like the Giants are now set up mm-hmm. as the, uh, Bill's graduate school, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we, we both agree that if they do choose six, they'll probably have shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pick. I don't really see anyone else getting that spot. Mm-hmm. Now, for argument's sake, let's say hypothetically the Bills pull off the Hail Mary and they sign DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll not only will they will they do you think they might end up doing six receivers? And if so, yeah. 
or if it is five receivers, which one or two players might get the bump to practice squad or possibly? I think if Hopkins were to be the guy, there's an argument to bring brought in. There's an argument to be made if you could get a decent draft pick for Shakir, a fourth or fifth, you might consider it. Um, or putting uh, shorter to the practice squad. But, you know, I think Shakir's a good enough versatile prospect that you try and keep him around and then see, you know. Because if you get, you know, an injury to a young player, a rookie player in training camp, you know, cross fingers, that doesn't happen. But let's say if it did, you know, you can put that player on IR, even if it's like a small little injury, and just say, oh, he's out for the year. Um, but you know, so that could be a situation with one of the receivers if they wanted to do that. But, um, again, that's not really a bridge that they have to cross unless they get a player as good, good as Hopkins to come in. Right. Absolutely. Uh, moving to mm-hmm. the tight ends, I think we mm-hmm. both are in agreement. It's going to be the same as, well, not the same as last mm-hmm. year. I mean, we have the two, we have the two people from last year. You had Dawson Knox and uh, yeah. Morris, uh, yeah. great, mm-hmm. great backup, but, uh, uh, we got the kid now, Robin Dawson Kincaid, the, the, the hybrid receiver tight end we're hearing about. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I do want to say, and I think they've been talking about it for a few months, and when, like, if anyone's worried about what's going to mm-hmm. happen with Knox, like, Knox is a beast, you know. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't catch it all the time, but like, he's a guy that you need like a, a, like a Hail Mary player, like a, a tough guy to get a first down or a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He's the guy to go to. Whereas Dalton what I've been hearing and seeing his tapes, like, he's going to be kind of like the hybrid mm. of Cole Beasley, so to speak, who's just going to open the field up and just, uh, from what I've been hearing so far at minicamp, I'm very impressed with what this kid can do. Yeah. His, um, he was maybe the most sure-handed receiver tight end prospect in the draft. I think he had one drop on the year, and if you want the most impressive game of any pass catcher, look up his 15 or 16 catch game against USC where he put up over 200 yards, made a couple circus catches, you know, ran after the catch, did a bunch of things. And he's the type that great round runner, very fluid, can get in and out of, you know, um, zones and everything else. And that's not really a Knox strength, but what Knox can do, as you said, is make the highlight real catch, uh, make plays in the red zone, kind of um, when Josh is trying to move around and make something happen, can pop up open, um, you know, and he makes the tough catch as well, but the thing about him making tough catches, sometimes he puts his body out there and will miss some plays, maybe, you know, get banged up some here and there, here and, there. and then you have a player like Kincaid who, you know, people criticize his blocking, but he's a willing blocker and he's a guy that's going to steadily improve in there. It's not like he's just not going to block anybody. Um, so I do look at him as, you know, a guy that's going to um, contribute a lot. Although rookie tight end is a tough position to contribute in, I think because they're putting him in this hybrid spot, um, it's not as massive a transition as it would be, say, if he day one had to be the tight end, um, you know, they can kind of put him in a position where they think he's going to be successful. Um, but it is up to Ken Dorsey to utilize the multiple tight ends because they had early periods last year where they were using um, Morris a little bit and then, you know, using the running backs in the past game as well. And then for a reason, those aspects went away. 
and part of it could have been that Allen's short game as a passer was heavily affected by the elbow injury because he couldn't bend uh, throwing the ball as he normally does. But uh, they are going to be incredibly... And Morris is such a great special teams player, but he also can make plays here and there in the pass game. And block. Uh, agree with that um i would like to see if there's a way they could keep murray on practice squad um you know as that veteran guy in case somebody goes down and then they can save a roster spot for another player here or there but you know um you do want some power and depth and versatility the one thing um that you know Devin singletary wasn't the most explosive guy but he was phenomenal in pass protection when they really needed him to be picking up that extra blitzer when it was picked out. Um, you know, so I don't know who that player is this year. Maybe you put that player, uh, put the running backs as a whole in um, less of a position to have to do that. But, you know, that is something that they technically are missing, but they do gain more of a power element and then a speed element with both Cook and Hines. And uh, before we move on to the, to the, uh, the offensive line, uh, mm-hmm. quickly about James' brother. Like, let's say for argument's sake that maybe he caves down to the deal with those looking for. Like, do we think we could even use it? Like, no disrespect to him. Because mm-hmm. It kind of feels like James is kind of like similar playing style to his brother, Dalvin. Mm-hmm. And then, like we were saying, you had Hines in special teams, Harris for his power ability, and Murray just kind of let the clock down. Like you said, the pass mm. I just don't really see a position. Or like, again, I'm not taking anything away from James Cook. I still think he's a beyond talented running back. Yeah. But just on this team, we're so not just scrap heavy, but like position wise. Do you think there could be a fit for him on this team for argument's sake, or do you think it's just not even worth talking about? 
Uh, I think at this point he's pushing for as much money as he can, and I do think there'd be more of an opportunity con- for him to contribute with, you know, other division teams. I hate to say it, like the Jets, you know, with Brees Hall's status for week one still up in the air, and he does bring some pass game element that Aaron Rodgers likes in the running backs that he's had, like Aaron Jones, um, and then Miami. Um, he's from Florida, so that'd be a good fit with his speed to complement those um, deep threats for them. So I don't really look at him as an option, um, even if he were to um, take his price down. Also, I think the presence of his brother there, it does seem like he would want um, James to have um, every opportunity to have a starting spot in the league. Yeah, I think um, Joe Biscalia for um, The Athletic has a pretty good piece on um, the 53-man roster they put out in May. Um, again, you have Deion Dawkins as your left tackle, very solid there. Connor McGovern, you brought him in um, from Dallas, and he can play guard or center, so he's got two or three positional versatility. You have Morse um, for how long? You know, he's had those concussion issues, but when he's healthy, he's pretty great and he even played hurt last year with the elbow and a couple other things but he toughed it out um you hope osiris torrance get some playing time this year as the right guard yep yep their second rounder uh spencer brown um you know he's had you know he had the back issue last year so he came in late he had his issues with that he is a guy with you know the type of athleticism and movement skills that you really hope if he puts it all together um but that is their one huge weak spot if there's a way they can have ryan bates be a backup but be that versatile backup that somebody gets hurt once by you can just plug him in that would be the most ideal thing but you want osiris torrance to earn that spot from him um they signed david edwards from the rams so he can play center and guard they brought back david questenberry as kind of their swing tackle and nick brocker from ole miss um their seventh rounder who apparently could have been a fourth or fifth rounder so um, that does seem like, according to Biscali, and I think I would agree with that, the type of group that they would have. Maybe they find a way to, um, uh, put somebody with experience on practice squad. Um, I'm trying to remember. They did sign an offensive lineman late. I can't remember who that was. Um... See, I'm trying to remember who that was. That was oh, Brandon Shell, Brand Shell, who's played with both the Jets and the um, Dolphins. So, and just quickly, just for, for everyone listening, mm. honestly, for myself, uh, on spot track, another thing is why is there? I get the left tackle, mm. the right tackle. Why is there some positions for tackles just listed as tackles? Uh, just because I guess they haven't. 
um, fully differentiated which what position each guy plays. Sometimes they are like just legitimately swing tackles that someone gets hurt at right, they put them at right. If someone got hurt left, they put them at left. Obviously, this is the, our number one and two safety duo. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer. I, I think we talked about it when uh, the mm. agency started. I, in some ways, I'm just I'm really happy that Jordan mm. came back. He's a little yeah. bit more than, than, than Jermaine. You know, Jermaine's kind of still at the mm. beginning of his career. He got his big boy contract. And, you know, I hope it goes without saying. I hope wish nothing but the best for Jermaine. It's the best for his family. And who knows, maybe in a few years, he might pop back here like uh, two other, two or three other people we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But uh, other than, um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought, guys. Other than uh, Jordan and, and uh, Micah, how many do you think they're going to keep six or maybe seven safeties? Like, I can't, I can't remember how many they kept last year. They kept six or seven. Uh, corner, yes, I believe they did keep six or seven guys, yep. Oh, oh I'm sorry, I meant, did I say corner, I meant safety. Safety. Uh, I think there were five guys, maybe five. I, I mean, I think Cam was kind of like corner safety mix, so. Um, this is the hard thing, just because I'm looking mm-hmm. at some of these players, and they have, mm-hmm. in my opinion, a phenomenal safety outlet, and I mm-hmm. Yeah. Safety for Rams and a former teammate of Von Miller's, and just a phenomenal player just to have him on this team. Yeah. Fantastic. And then this is why I, I think I, I do hope they'll keep six. And this is just I, I, if they do have to make it five, I, I don't know who they might cut because I, I know for the last person I met, there is no way they're going to cut Tamar Hamlin. No. Not only yeah. Just, mm. Apparently he's been. Yeah. But it's just like, just, just this, like, mm-hmm. unless something else, like, I think, I know there's always, they always say never count to be the player of the year of certain category. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way he is not going to be the player of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you can't, like, I'm not trying to say he's a, a marketing point, but like, mm-hmm. like just, you, you don't want to get rid of that kind of good PR. Just, tomorrow, mm-hmm. my, my opinion, is now the heart of the team. I think Dean could be cut but brought back on practice squad. Um, I mean, if you keep Rapp and Hamlin and Hamlin's healthy, ready to go, you have one of the better safety duos in the league that, you know, because of the injuries they suffered last year are kind of, um, you know, being forgotten about, and hopefully they come in with a big chip on their shoulder. But then you have, you know, Taylor Rapp and Damar Hamlin who are capable, more than capable starting players, assuming both are healthy and Rapp. Honestly, when they get to third down and passing down, he can basically be a linebacker right with 
um, Milano, and then you have kind of like the best of both worlds where um, you get your two top safeties to cover, and then you have a player like Rapp alongside Milano that can um, tackle in space against uh, running backs and mo- mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, moving to quarterback, uh, obviously Trevavious is going to be the number one. And another person I'm very excited to see, just mm-hmm. because, as you know, it takes more than a year to really get back from an injury like Trevavious had. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you ever, if everyone was watching, like, every, as each game progressed, he was starting to get better and better. From what I've heard from training camp, uh, I know Sal Pachi talked about it a few times uh, on different things, like, he has just been killing it right now during mini camp and then mm-hmm. very excited to see what he'll do during training camp. Uh, how many, like right now we have, let's see, we have nine cornerbacks. Uh, do you think they'll do seven or six this year? I think they will probably do, so the guys, Trey White, you know, coming back from ACI, I think he'll be better. Um, Elam had his moments last year. Um, I think, you know, he's going to continue to develop. Teron Johnson is one of the best nickels in the league, and there's a reason they keep him always on the field. Dane Jackson they brought back. Saran Neal is a great um, special teams guy. Um, Cam Lewis is an interesting one because he can play safety or corner and play on special teams, but made a couple errors last year. Um, I think there's bad special teams penalty against the Dolphins, and then... Um, the play, I mean, I, I don't blame him for the Vikings loss and, you know, any other player in that position, um, would try and make that play against Justin Jefferson. It just didn't work out, but, you know, um, you know, he's got a battle, but I think he's got experience as well. Um, maybe you can stick him on practice squad. And then Alex Austin is a guy in the seventh round who kind of is that, you know, Dane Jackson from years, few years ago and even Christian Benford from last year. Um, where you get them super late, but they're hyper competitive, not the greatest athlete athletes, but, um, certainly give it their all. So I would probably lean six or seven or six and then try to see if they find a way to keep Alex Austin, Cam Lewis on practice squad. Yeah, but that seems mm. So you're thinking that Bedford might make a cut for Cam Lewis possibly? Yeah, I think Benford uh, would, yes. And then, so, here's, so Saran Neal, like you said, is probably more mm-hmm. uh, secondary. Because the odd thing is, on the spot track, he's listed as a safety. But I do, mm-hmm. then I do remember he does switch back and forth. So yeah. That, that's, again, another fantastic player. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I would agree. Like, again, I, I didn't know much about Alex Austin. He does seem like a practice squad guy. And mm-hmm. that's the sad thing about the Noles is yeah. Unfortunately, some guys have to go to the practice squad or go to, uh, you know, or get just get cut in general. But uh, the one thing I did want to say quickly before we go to linebacking was some people were criticizing the Bills for letting some players that went to the, uh, excuse me, that went to the Giants. And uh, and I feel bad because the names escaping me right now. I mean, you know what? It might have been as Nia Hodgins and someone else. Yeah. Was Like, well, how many players do the Bills have, you know, in mm. positions? Like, there's only, 
so much time and stuff like that. Yeah. Honestly, if he stayed on the Bills, I don't think he would have gotten mm-hmm. his chance like he has with the Giants. Yeah. Uh, but uh, moving quickly to the uh, linebackers uh, from outside, I mean, Matt Milano, uh, he's, he, is, he is the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Know, that, uh, Leonard Floyd, I, I think, will still make the cut. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. AJ Klein, I'll say this, he's either going to be practice squad or this is kind of his last kind of chance kind of move here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the last two for outside, Trey Power and Shane Royer, I think will be caught for you know, practice squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving to uh, the linebacker, the regular linebacker positions, we have uh, Terrell Dodson, I think, mm-hmm. will make the cut. Yeah. Uh, Last year, you have Dorian Williams and Bailey Spector. Uh, I will say this. I, I, don't mm. I, I do hope he'll make the team, but at the very least, I hope he'll make it to the practice squad. I, I saw Bailey Spector at some preseason games. Some of his pre- like, he's one of those players that he doesn't have the natural gifts, mm. but he's a player that trains and practices hard enough, and he's a damn, damn good player. Yeah. And then, and then lastly, you have Tyler. Uh, sorry if I butcher his name. Uh, Matikovic. Uh, Medikavich, I think. Medikavich, yeah. Who's the interior linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of all of these linebackers, Robin, who do you think is going to stay? I think uh, Buscalia, Joe Buscalia again from The Athletics, says that the um, A.J. Klein contract is very um, easy to get out for the Bills, but I do think he does offer a veteran presence, so you try and keep him on practice squad if you can, and then... Let all those young linebackers battle it out for snaps, and whoever doesn't, you know, get the starting spot can still be versatile and uh, contribute on special teams. And then Medikevich is a great special team or one of the best as position in the league. So, um, yeah, I would agree. It's Milano, Bernard, Williams, Dotson, Medikevich, Inspector. Absolutely, and again, like it's just some of the lower positions, like. Receivers and running backs, and some other positions, a lot easier to kick. But mm-hmm. especially with the, with the with the defense, especially in the secondary, it's very hard mm-hmm. to pick those last couple of guys. Yeah. And like like I was saying, like you said, I, I do think Baylor mm-hmm. might just make the cut, just because again how much of a committed guy he is. And how mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. You know, it actually, gets his whole effort. Uh, then of course you got the beef of the mm-hmm. defense, as my dad used to say. Defensive tackles and defensive ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, with the tackles, um, you got Dequan Jones, you got Ed Oliver, uh, Tim Settle, uh, Cortez Bronson, uh, Eli Andrew, mm-hmm. and Jonathan. Uh, surprisingly, this, I mean, this, the tackles just seem a lot easier this mm-hmm. round because you got Dequan Jones, in my opinion, the cornerstone of the defense. And mm-hmm. just, and again, I, well, I think. I know it sounds funny. I think there's two cornerstones. I mean, you got Bond, who just mm. his presence on the field. But as you saw in the Bengals game, like, yeah, Bond Jones taking out like he might not get the tackles, but he, he him being there just helps. Yeah, helps everyone out so much mm. better. You know, Ed Oliver really happy. Actually, we signed him. You know, it's, I think it was a reasonable deal. And you know, I mean, is is it stink that he has mm. not lived up to like the the, the round? I mean, Maybe this big time money might give him the motivation and 
maybe a bond is there the whole year this time, knock on wood. Yeah. You know, mm. you know we can see some more stuff from him. Uh, Tim Settle, I think, will be the last tackle. You know, phenomenal guy. Uh, then with the defensive ends, you got Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, Jordan Foyer. Uh, Jordan, Jordan mm. Phillips, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Tonya Ford, AJ Vanessa, Carlos Baston Jr., Shaq Baldwin. And then last, we have Kendall Richards, who I think will probably be on. Um, yeah. I can see them, yeah, because they're not going to keep all the Because, again, you're only going to keep one. Like, mm-hmm. you know, three of the tackles. And then, at the end, you can kind of move around and yeah. tackles as well. So, uh, you got uh, Russo. Obviously, he's staying. And mm-hmm. what I'm excited for seeing him play is, if, if Vaughn didn't go down last year, he was on pace to I don't know what Bond his presence on the field. Just uh, incredible. Uh, you have Tonya Ford, mm-hmm. uh, who I think will get in the team. Carl's Bashing Jr. Uh, and Shaq Lawson, who I, I think will you know, beef out the uh, defense. Um, I'm, I'm having trouble finding him. Who is that phenomenal Rams player we got? Uh, Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd. Uh, for some reason, I can't. I think it's DN outside linebacker. He had like okay. nine sacks last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason, mm. oh, you know, I did. I, I apologize. I did say Leonard Floyd earlier. Yeah, linebackers. I think. Yeah. You know what confused me is he, mm. it's kind of like one of those players where he's listed as the outside linebacker, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just him and Vaughn together. Mm-hmm. It's just it's still like it's like having the secondary Vaughn or Vaughn's mm-hmm. brother. Because he's going to add so much presence to that defensive line. Uh, what do you think about the defensive, uh, defensive line? Who do you think will cut or who will uh, get cut? So I think uh, it'll be interesting for Basham and Epineza if one of them gets traded before uh, the end of training camp. Um, they've both been second round picks. Epineza got six and a half sacks last year, but he's in a contract year to try and get something for him. Basham. Um, haven't seen much out of him in two years, so I think this is a big camp for him. Um, you know, maybe he finds a way to stick on even, uh, with, you know, Vaughn on pup list, but with Russo, Floyd, Epineza, and Shaq Lawson, those are, that's a pretty good foursome, so are you able to, yeah, yeah, and then, um, even though they have defensive tackles, a lot of them can line up as, you know, five or three techs or whatever you need them to. So Oliver, um, with that new contract, although it's not really all that crazy for the first two years, then when it gets bigger and bigger numbers, the Bills can save money if um, he's not playing up to that level, um, you know, either by restructure or letting him go. Daquan Jones, as we, as you said, Big impact player, especially when he was not on the field in their most important game. Puna Ford, you know, he's a guy that, you know, they got at a discount from the Seahawks. And, oh, that was a great pickup, great pickup. Yep, yep. And same with Floyd, where they, with a bunch of void years, were able to keep the um, cap number down. So both those guys as depth pieces and pieces that can come in and start in a pinch um phillips coming back from injury but when he was healthy um he did play 
um, really phenomenally early in the year, but then he got, you know, banged up with the hamstring, the shoulder, uh, torn rotator cuff. Yeah. And Tim said, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. As everyone knows, they're the, the one-man position players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan Martin as our puncher. We got Tyler Bast. Yeah. And uh, lastly, of course, uh, I'm one of the few people that love fullbacks. Though mm-hmm. I, I love Brady Gilliam. Yeah. It's just it, it is sad that it's kind kind of dying. And, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to say I apologize. I forget which YouTuber did it, but a month or two ago, there's a great video about the fullback position. Oh, is it Brett Coleman? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, another YouTuber we love, guys. If you ever get a chance, watch him. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal guy. Great analyst. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, fullbacks had started to make a comeback slowly, which I mm-hmm. love. You know, I kind of grew up in the early 2000s, late 90s in football, and I was mm-hmm. a huge fullback fan. So it's nice to see the Bills as one of the few teams that still yeah. keep the fullback position. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, before we uh, talk about the next I just want to just looking at this roster, Robin. It's mm-hmm. From top to bottom, like I, I know some teams might have more flashier players, pop, mm-hmm. pretty much things like that. But just maybe with the exception of the Eagles, a few other teams like again top to bottom, who has a more stacked team than the Bills? You know, and mm-hmm. they addressed a lot of the issues last year. You know, I, I, again, we didn't count on a lot, all the injuries to happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of the receivers were older in certain areas. But just it really feels like. Just a, uh, on, you know, I know, I know that Jets are the mm-hmm. on-paper favorite that everyone's gushing about this year, but I'm kind of happy that everyone's kind of sleeping on the Bills because no one's really, with the exception of a few people nationally, no one's really paying attention to how stacked this team is. Yeah, yeah, I think, but you know, there's all the drama about how last year ended and kind of lost in that is just the number of injuries and especially you know week two that Monday night game after you know that third quarter with all the injuries they never quite were the same team so it's one of those things where the depth looks great on the roster but depth's great until you have to use and depend on it and if it doesn't come through then you know but I do think they've made efforts to improve that depth um, and, that's, and I think that's why they added people like Leonard Floyd and Taylor Rapp yeah. just in case kind of like because that's what really killed us not having Michael mm-hmm. Yeah. Just briefly on what you said about, like, not only do we have that stuff, but, like, I know we always talk about the Bills also, and just Buffalo in general, we had those two snowstorms, one in the blizzard. And again, you had, the, you had the shooting that happened last, uh, oh my God, I'm sorry mm-hmm. if I meant, uh, last June, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last June. And then, um, and again, like you said, like, one of their brothers died on the, and like, if, Listen, if you watch that game and watch the Patriots mm-hmm. game, the final season of the regular, final game of the regular season, I should say, the, you know, the Dolphins game and the Bengals game, it just it seemed like they were out of it. And I'll, I'll be honest, I, I don't really blame them. You know, just so much stuff happened that that year. But I really mm-hmm. think this again. Everyone says this could be the year, but I think this is a very one of the best chances we have at finally breaking breaking through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, guys, uh, next week, uh, since uh, just before training camp, one of the other things that we love is fantasy football. So we figured like, we could do a whole episode talking about fantasy football. 
And this is Robin. 